Paul preached unto them, ready to depart on the morrow. His departure was at hand. But he went to church, bread breaking and preaching. And the Bible said he continued his speech, <laughs> y'all see that, until midnight. There's some more good stuff going on at midnight. Woo! Boy, Lord, gonna have every one of us up at 12 o'clock night. You, hey, man. And there were many lights in the upper chamber where they were gathered together. There sat in the window a certain young man named Eutychus. Y'all remember I preached right there one time on I don't want to be a wind blocker. I don't really fault Eutychus for being in the window. His mom and daddy should have had him on the front row. Everybody say amen. amen. The Bible says this young man named Eutychus being fallen into a deep sleep. And as Paul was long preaching, he sunk down with sleep and fell down from the third loft and was taken up dead Paul went down fell on him and embracing him and said trouble not yourselves for his life is in him and when he therefore was come up again he had broken bread and had eaten and talked a long while until the break of day so he departed then look at verse 12 it kind of seems out of place. And they brought the young man alive and were not a little comforted. Look like Brother Jeremy. You know Paul wouldn't have went back up to preach. Listen. But they waited to the end of the story to mention that the young man was brought back up our alive. Let's pray. Father, we love you today. And pray, Lord, that you'd help us if you would, please, Lord. Get us out of the way. Preach us in the power of the Holy Ghost. Help us, God, to do your will. Thank you, Lord, for saving our soul. Thank you, dear Lord, for helping us this morning. But, God, this is a fresh service, and we need fresh oil. And we pray, God, that you'd help us get out of the way and help us, Lord, to preach nothing more but everything, Lord, that you'd have us to preach. And, Lord, I know, Lord, I feel like tonight going to be in teaching gear, and, Lord, I want to do you my best to mind you get out of the way. I pray, Lord, you'd help me to walk down through the text, God, and expound upon the text. And, Lord, help us, Lord, to realize, Lord, that there's help for us in the text. Lord, I'm glad Jesus is on every page. Help God, help us, Lord, to glean from the word. Help us, Lord, to realize that we have in the blessed book, that we have everything that we need, all our questions, all our concerns, all our troubles and all our trials, all the answers that we're searching for in this world are provided in your precious word. God, I pray we tune out the world, tune out tomorrow, tune out yesterday, and just for a little while, a little space of time, Lord, forget about everything but you and get our mind on you and bring us together and one mind and one accord. Oh, there ain't no big eyes. There's no little ears. But God, what we are is just a bunch of lambs. And we need our shepherd to help us today. Thank you, Lord, for what you do. We'll thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. If my boy give me all the volume and the Holy Ghost would help me today, I want to preach on this thought. The hands of Paul 
in the life of Eutychus. Now, before we get to our text today, feel like it's going to be in teaching gear mode. I want us to think just a minute in our mind about what part of Paul is involved in our little text. I want to say here is a man who's got his head in the game. If I could, I could preach a series on Paul's head, Paul's heart, and Paul's hands. We'll try to deal with his hands tonight. But notice his head is in the game. I remember playing football and Coach Wilson sometimes would come over there, grab me by the face mask, had blood on it. And he started shouting. He said, well, it ain't yours, it's one of them. Get back in there and get in the game, boy. And he said, I want your head in the game. Ryan, can't play ball. This is heads in the game. A lot of us are all not serving God like we ought to because in our service to the hey, to the Lord, our head has got to be in the service. I want you to notice about his head in Acts chapter 20. And in verse number seven, the Bible says, on the first day of the week, he showed up at church and he went to preaching. His head is in the service of our Lord. If you looked at Acts chapter 20 and verse number 19, it's always been that way. He said, serving the Lord with all humility of mind and with many tears and temptations which befell me by the lying in weight of the Jews. Our mind is a whirlwind of temptation. Jeremiah said, oh, that my head were waters in my eyes, a fountain of tears. His head is involved in serving the Lord. You look in the scripture, it said, and verse 27, he said this, he said, for I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. It says in first Peter, having your loins of your mind girt about with truth. His mind, his head was in the service of our Lord. I'm glad, listen, he was fixing to depart for him. He was going to be bound to Jerusalem. I know he was going to depart to a little city, out to a little plate a place called Assos. And I know he's going to go on out to other little cities, even Thyatira, go to a little island. Yes, sir. But eventually, he is going to depart. He knows he's leaving. And he knows he's headed to certain death when he gets to Jerusalem. But even though death is on the way, it doesn't shake his mind. His head is in the service of our Lord. Every one of us don't know what tomorrow holds. Some of us get good news and some of us get bad news. We've got temptations and tears but don't let nothing get your mind off of the master. Don't let nothing get your head out of serving him. So I'd say Paul's a man with his head in the service of our Lord. I believe Paul's got his heart in the service of God. I'm not going to stay here, but I want you to look in verse number seven. The Bible said he preached and ready to depart on the morrow. He had to get up. He had to go on a ship ride, brother. He's not going to have no good sleep. But you know what? He ain't looking to get out of service early. 
Bible said he preaches to midnight. There was another good thing happened at midnight. There's gonna be a man fall out of the window. You know why I know his heart's in the game? Woo! Paul had his heart Hey, for the fallen. He stopped mid-preaching, went down the banister and fell and embraced the boy. His heart was for them that fell. And should our heart not be for them that fell, friend? Oh, think about it today, friend. Sin ruins people. It mars their life. It masters their life. It mocks their life. What sin needs is somebody to tell them who the Savior is. Hey, man, what the purpose of the Savior coming was and the process by which the Savior can change your life. I tell you what, we are not right off all the drug dealers and the drug users and the tattoos and the fornicators and the adulterers. Thank God there ought to always be somebody in here that needs a haircut, needs a nose ring pulled out. There ought to be people, thank God, with problems going on. Why, preacher? Because they have a heart for the fallen. I like this thought here. Man, if you've got over salvation, hey, something wrong with you. It ought to bless you when you see people saved. It ought to burden you when they ain't getting saved. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, friend, God help us today. Hallelujah. He had his heart in serving God. But tonight, I want to look at his hands. His hands was in serving the Lord. I gotta reel this thing back in teacher mode. Woo! Maybe not. I'll just let it let it go. Let it drive. <laughs> That's what Paul did. Hey, notice his hands are in the game. Go back with me, if you will, in verse number seven. The Bible said in verse number seven, and upon the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them ready to depart on the morrow and continued his speech until the midnight. You know what Paul's hands was on? Number one, they is on the book. <laughs> Y'all remember when Paul's in bad shape in the prison and everybody's forsaken him except the Lord. Others who hadn't forsaken him are serving somewhere else. But them that was supposed to stand with him have turned their back. Nevertheless, you know what he sends word? He says, I tell you what, do. Don't worry about the coat. Don't even worry about them books. It's one thing I want you to make sure you don't forget. Bring him parchments. Everything about Paul. You know what he told Timothy? Preach the word. You know what he told him? Study the word. Hallelujah. Preachers, men, boys, and girls, you know where your hands ought to be? Are they involved? Is your head in serving God? Or is your head outside the church right now? Is your heart in serving God? And by the way, are your hands on the book? Study the book. Preach the book. Practice the book. Live the book. Great God in heaven. His hands on the book. He's preaching. To him. Hallelujah. 
he carried his parsons everywhere he went. And when he didn't have them, when he was thrown in prison, he said, I tell you what, do. If you forget everything, especially bring him parchments. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Timothy, there's things you gotta deal with. Here's how you set the church in order. There's some areas you gotta, you gotta handle, but I'm gonna tell you what you gotta do. This will fix it all. Just preach the word. Preach it till it comes. Hey, Timothy, I'm gonna tell you what to help you when everything's going wrong. Study the book. Get in the Bible. Church, his hands on the book. But when he preached, y'all flip back with me. Acts chapter 13, verse 16. I preacher this in my mind. It's the way I preacher Paul. I picture Paul. Acts 13, verse 16. Then stood up Paul, beckoned with his hand, said, Men of Israel, and ye that fear God, give audience. Here's the way I picture Paul, Brother Tony. Got one hand on the book and another hand on beckoning. I'm take come to Jesus. He'll change your life. I mean, he had both hands. I really want to go back and preach that right now. I'm jumping in with both hands. I mean, one hand on a trial, one hand on a sword. Praise God. Woo! We could ought to be able to throw spears with both hands. We ought to be able to use slingshots with both hands. We ought to get in serving God with both hands. By the way, didn't he use both hands when he died at Calvary for your sin and mine? Hallelujah. His hand was on the book. But then notice with me. Acts 10, Acts 2010, Acts 2010, Paul went down. He's up on the, remember he was in the upper room, verse eight. That's where they were gathered, upper room, on the top. You ought to look at that upper room. That's a good, there's a lot of good things happen at midnight. But there's a lot of good things happen in the upper room. Jesus said, do this, remember me? Upper room. He shows up. Hey, man, resurrected form, upper room. <laughs> He's right here showing up with them. There's light in the chambers. Reckon who the light is. Right there in the upper room. Guess what they got filled with the Holy Ghost? Woo! Church, there's a lot of things going on in the upper room. Look what the Bible says. The Bible says this. He said he went down. He's in the upper room. And Paul went down and fell on him. You say, preacher, that word you fixing to use ain't in the book. Had to be. Not only is his hands on the book, not only is his hands beckoning, but his hand was on the banister. Going down from the upper room. What compelled him stop midstream of preaching? What moved this mighty man of God? I tell you what moved him. What moved the Lord? And what hard to move us? Compassion for them that have failed. <laughs> oh, great God. 
You know what ought to move you to take that track out? You know what ought to move you? Praise God, a heart for the fallen because you know where you were when he found you. Hey, somebody told you. Somebody didn't give up on you. Thanks be unto God. He moved with compassion. His hand is on the back. Thank God. I'm telling you, for the wicked, for the wounded. I'm forget a preacher. He took some medicine, got messed up. Y'all know the story. Took his clothes off, just a chemical reaction. Had a mess. Church turned the back on him and he had to leave the church. Medicine just tore him up. I don't know everything that happened, but I do know what happened next. He came to the church and he said, Preacher, I know there's a lot of people knows what happened to me. You could my family and I just come here long enough to get healed. I said, you sure are welcome here. Y'all remember that? He came here. He's back serving God faithfully down yonder in great, can I just say, sometimes them that are wounded, sometimes of their own problem and not of their own making. They just need a place where they find compassion, where somebody care for. Thank God the wicked have a place here. I'll give them the front row. We'll put Put the name on it. Reserve seating for the worst vilest of sinners. I can't get out of my mind that little lady walked into a tent meeting. Preacher used to know. He asked him, he said, I've got AIDS. And I messed up. Shot dope up in my life. My baby's born with AIDS. When my baby was being buried, I stole her shoes and went and bought me some more drugs. Preacher, God have anything to do with me? He said, sit down right there. And before she got done, that service, she had come down to the altar and stood up and said, he loves me. I've been looking for love, but he loves me. You know what? You know what? Well, you know, a church that don't believe in missions, God don't have nothing to do with it. You know what? Jesus was the greatest missionary in the world. Left heaven and came to earth. Everybody say amen. Praise God and the Lamb forevermore. You know what moved him to? Because he loved us. Because he saw nothing in me. It wasn't because I was worth anything. It wasn't because he knows because he loved us with an everlasting love. Hallelujah, moved him with compassion when the crowds came to him and they was hungry and everybody said, send him away. He said, set him down, bring the bread. He was moved with compassion. What stopped him over at Bartimaeus, the calling out, but he was moved with compassion. Why did he come to seek and save that which is lost? Thank God for a compassionate savior. Had his hand on the banister, hand on the book. But he had his hands, Acts 20, verse number 10. And when Paul went down, remember now, that man done fell out of the window on the top floor. Some say third floor. High. He's dead. Church, can I tell you, them that's blocking the wind and them that's got one eye on the world and one eye on the church, they don't never fall the right way. They don't fall in. They always fall out. I'm telling you, get off the edge. Great God in heaven, get out of the window. Quit blocking the wind. Great, I don't want to be a 
uh, wind blocking Baptists. Help me, Lord. I want to be one of them that's over there and turns the fan on. <laughs> Woo! Point it in your direction. Amen. Hallelujah. Thanks be unto God. I remember we was praying in the old church one time. God fell in the service. And old Junior was still alive then. Junior came over there. The doors was closed. And y'all remember, you had to go by the preacher to go down to the side. Go down to where them old flooded, snake infested, spider web bathrooms was. Boy, we got it good. Say amen. He had to go by there. And Brother Jeremy, that door was closed. The back door was closed. All the windows are shut. But when we got to praying, the wind got to blowing. And Junior looked at me and said, do you feel that wind? And his hair was rustling. You don't have to believe it. It don't bother me if you don't believe it. They wasn't no ceiling fans. They wasn't no little fan blowing. Oh no, the wind was a blowing. You say, what was I doing? I was just trying to put my sail up. I was just glad to be around where the wind was a blowing. Y'all remember when that handkerchief stuck on top of the hay. I'm just telling you, thank God. We serve the same God today as it was back yonder. Woo! Hallelujah. His hands was on the boy. He got down there with him. He fell in there with him. The Bible said he fell on him. He identified with him. I believe he's like Elijah. Lord, I can't do it. I'm gonna have to lay here dead like this boy. I don't have the power to do it. But but God, you can raise him up. (laughs) And the Lord said, his life's in him. Don't worry about it. And he said, whoa, don't nobody worry about it. His life's with him. The Bible said he embraced him. Brother Jeremy, if if he's going to embrace him, his hands has got to be involved. Would y'all agree with me? Oh, yes. I like it. Oh, Jordan embraced me this uh, morning. Cracked probably every bone in my back. Made me feel a lot better. Amen. I'm going to tell you, he locked them fingers together. I believe Paul just picked him up and loved on him. You know what we need to do to them that's fallen, them that's fell out, them that's went out somewhere. We need to go where they at and fall on them. Get right down there in the ditch with them and embrace them and love on them. If they don't receive it, that's up to them. But we're going to embrace them. We're going to identify with them. Are y'all with me? His hand was on the banister. Move with compassion. His hand's on the boy. Move with care. But hold up. The Bible said he goes back up. Look what the Bible said. And when? Verse 11. He therefore, he told him not trouble himself. And was come up again and had broken bread and had eaten. And had talked a long while. Well, that's what you call long-winded preacher right there. I fell by half backslid. He didn't even pause till he got midnight. And then when, when, when a boy gets saved, he just keeps on preaching till daylight comes. And him got to get on the boat the next day. He's fixing to depart, but his head's still in it and his heart's still in it and he can't quit. And he said, I, went, I started this thing and I went out of here holding back nothing. Hallelujah. God help us to say that. Listen, his hand's on the bread. Now, I want to make a little special note right here. Brother Jeremy, in Acts, five times, that's 
amazing isn't it? The number of grace. Five times it's mentioned when it mentions breaking bread, it's talking about eating. Now it's mentioned seven times, but it's just making a reference two other times. Five times it's talking about when they meet and they breaking bread and sharing it. But I think it's significant to note that in the book of Acts, they didn't cease day or night. Every time they met, breaking bread, breaking bread, breaking bread, breaking bread, breaking bread, breaking bread. It looks like verse 12 should have been in between 10 and 11 because he's alive, Paul's preaching, and then after the preaching service, it's almost like they throw that in there, P.S., you know what he's trying to tell us, church, I believe. You don't have to believe it's what I believe. You know what? No, not one single individual is more important than the breaking of the bread. Hey, what I'm simply saying, let me put it like this. If his body had not been broken, Calvary, there'd be no resurrection of the dead. The bread had to get broke. Woo! That takes preeminence above everything. Hands went from being on the boy to on the bread. Now, I'll tell you what helps me. Jesus moved with compassion. His hands is on the bread. He's feeding the multitude. When the church gets filled with the Holy Ghost, thousands getting saved, hands is on the bread. Y'all do remember what was taught on this morning, don't you? Their eyes didn't get open, though their heart was already burning, until the bread was broke. And at the breaking of the bread, he was gone. Saw him. Breaking of the bread. Ain't you glad he was sent down from heaven? Hallelujah. I'm telling you, the best thing ever happened to you and me is when the bread got broke for us. Our hunger has been satisfied. Our help is available because the bread's been broke. Paul's hands and his head and his heart, it's in service. They're gonna make the world of a difference in the life of Eutychus. Ain't you glad, thank God, that somebody has got their hand on the book for your children and for your loved ones. Ain't you glad somebody's willing to get on the banister and go down, 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 and fall down because he's moved with compassion and his heart's full of the fallen. Ain't you glad that you got somebody that'll beckon her hands for some loved one of yours? Ain't you glad? Thank God that somebody will embrace your boy and embrace your young. I can't help but think what Miss Connie testified. He didn't know how he's gonna be received, but he, he felt loved on and he felt saturated in it. Oh, hallelujah. I want people when they leave for their shoes to be squishing, squishing with how much love and Holy Ghost they feel around this place. Embrace them and ain't you glad to know. Thank God that what takes the preeminence is the breaking of bread. Thanks be unto God. His hands was in the service. Now I want to ask you a question. Jacob, you come. I told you it's going to be Felt like a little shorter tonight. Here's my thought tonight. Lives of Eutychus was transformed because Paul had his hands involved in serving.
had his, before you play, Jacob, have y'all got this? His head is so in serving that when that man fell out the window, he never let up until he got ready. And when he let up, then he stopped and went down there. I'm glad he didn't kick him. Say, well, if you hadn't been in the window, you wouldn't have fell out. I'm glad you mama and daddy, y'all put him up there and y'all go down there and take care of him. Boy, I'm glad he didn't do that. I'm glad, thank God, this old boy's gonna get raised from the dead about midnight. <laughs> it's a midnight mom and daddy's life. Hey, but somebody's got their hands in the service. Somebody's got their heart. I wanna ask you, where's your head at? Where's your heart at? Where's, what moves you? What's your passion? What's, where's your heart at? Church, I want to say, where's your hands at? What's your hands been busy doing last week? What's your hands going to be doing next week? What's your head? Are y'all with me today? Let's all stand to your feet. Mind the Lord. This man had his hands in it. And that's why it made a difference in Eutychus' life. Where are your hands? Departure's coming, church. We're going to be leaving. The Lord's coming back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All sin. Oh my, thank you, Lord. I'm glad there's a remedy.